We've got an exciting show today. We're going to talk about Ben Shapiro, Chaya Rechik, Rav Meshe Sternbach, and more. Chaya Rechik, a.k.a. Libs of TikTok, has been blasted by the ADL, the group who claims to protect Jews from being defamed, the ADL, Anti-Defamation League. They have defamed a Jew, an Orthodox Jew, a Jew whose mission it is to protect children from predators. And by the way, I see Orthodox Jews who are bashing libs of TikTok, bashing Chaya Rechik. Some call her a terrorist and all sorts of other very, very vicious labels. She's doing amazing work. She's risking her own safety and her own family's safety. So that's a disgrace that is coming up. Rav Moshe Sternbach Shlita, the head of the Eid Haredis, he has come out against certain Purim costumes. He believes they're inappropriate for Yeshiva Bachrim. I have some thoughts about that that I would like to share. But first, Ben Shapiro has been gushing over a Christian event called the Asbury Festival, and he even, in a sense, compared it to or related it to his own visit to the Kaisel. So I want to disagree, and I have enormous respect for Ben Shapiro and the work that he does. However, I want to respectfully disagree with him, and I want to point this out because I think it's very, very important. Um, I think he's sort of crossed a line here. And here's what he said. The Asbury Festival is some sort of festival. I'm honestly not that familiar with it. They call it the Asbury Revival. And it's a place where basically thousands, maybe tens of thousands, according to Mr. Shapiro, of, uh, of, of Christians gather together and convene in order to pray together. And he praised it. He gushed over it. And I think that that's an issue. Okay. He called it one of the most inspiring things that he's ever seen. Quote, one of the most inspiring things I've ever seen. Let me quote you here from Ben Shapiro. Then I'm going to quote you from an Orthodox rabbi who uh, strongly uh, disagreed. So here's what, what what Ben said. Quote, there's, been, there's this amazing event at Asbury University. It's drawn tens of thousands of people to this tiny Kentucky town over the course of 13 days just to pray. It's not political. It's not like a big Trump event. It's not like a big right-wing event. It's just a bunch of people who came to a church, and over the course of two weeks, essentially, they just prayed and prayed and prayed. The fact that this has not drawn intense media coverage is kind of shocking in the sense that it is a media story, when 50,000 people descend on a very small town just to pray and find communion with each other and with God. He said, I guess it's not that amazing. The media won't cover it. Religion requires you to commune with others. It's why it happens in churches. It's why the Talmud says that you have to have 10 men in order to form a minion for certain aspects of Jewish prayer. Human beings have a very hard time congregating above a certain number, but there is something euphoric about worshiping with tens of thousands of other people. I've done it myself when I go to the Kaisel on Friday night, the Western Wall in Jerusalem. What I'm hoping is that what's happening in Asbury is the forerunner to a broader religious revival. Because let's be frank, without religion, society in the West is going to die. It is just that simple. And that's the end of the Ben Shapiro quote. Now I'm going to quote you from a man named Rabbi Pesach Latin in a moment who strongly, strongly disagrees with Ben. And look, I understand, look, there's a lot to unpack here. And Ben's overall point about how uh, the lack of religion, the lack of values in the United States, the lack of any sort of moral compass or any sort of conscience because they've just sucked religion out of society, I agree with him that that has led to a lot of problems, a lot of immorality. But the problem is that Ben Shapiro is gushing over and praising something which has historically been very, very bad for the Jews. And more importantly, something I want to be very clear. It's not about the history. It's not about the danger and the violence. It's about the fact that it's Christian. I mean, let's be honest. It's a Vodizara. So uh, you, you, you really cannot. This is not something that you can encourage and not something you can hope there's going to be more of. And that's where I, you know, I think it, it's very important to make that distinction because 
he's endorsing something that as Jews, we are completely opposed to. It's a Christian prayer festival. So let me read you some quotes from a Pesach Latin. And I know nothing about Pesach, Rabbi Pesach Latin. I want to be very clear. He's an Orthodox rabbi, but that's all that I know. So I'm not like endorsing him in general. I don't want this to be taken as like an endorsement, but he makes some strong points. So uh, I want to quote him here. Quote, as an Orthodox rabbi, I cannot help but be deeply troubled by the recent comments made by Ben Shapiro regarding the Asbury revival. While I appreciate his recognition of the importance of communal worship and the need of religion to be more than just a personal experience, I cannot overlook the fact that this revival is rooted in Christian theology. As Jews, we have endured centuries of persecution and discrimination at the hands of Christians who have used their religion as a justification for their hatred of our people. The New Testament contains numerous passages deeply offensive to Jews and have been used to justify acts of violence against us. Therefore, it is understandable many Orthodox Jews remain opposed to anything associated with the New Testament, even if it appears to be a positive event. I do not question Shapiro's commitment to his faith or his love of his fellow Jews, but I believe he's mistaken in his endorsement of the right-wing Christian Asbury revival. Moreover, the comparison of the revival to prayer at the Western Wall is misguided. As the Talmud teaches, if ten men sit together and occupy themselves with Torah, the Shekhinah rests among them. This is the essence of communal worship for Jews. We do not need to look to Christian events for inspiration or to experience the presence of God, while I appreciate Ben Shapiro's passion for communal worship and his recognition of its importance, I must condemn this endorsement of the Asbury Revival. As Jews, we must remain vigilant in protecting ourselves from the dangers of Christian theology and remain committed to our own traditions and practices. So, now, end quote. So now, again, I don't want to... We can get into a lot of the nitty-gritty here in the weeds in terms of what is the purpose of communion, what is the purpose of ten men gathering together, and can you compare? You know, in other words, there's a lot of issues here which really... We need Das Torah to clarify for us. But I, I want to avoid all that. Rabbi Latin is focusing on danger and the fact that this kind of theology and philosophy has historically been used to justify hatred of Jews, violence against Jews, vicious anti-Semitism. So that's a great point. But I want to I want to keep it even more basic and more simple than that. We do not endorse Avodah Zarah. This is pure Sheker. What they are gathering, convening to do is something which literally contradicts everything that we stand for, every fiber uh, of the Torah and of our system of values and morality. It flies in the face of that. So to go and be inspired by this and to, to, you know, to say that this is something which we should encourage and we should have more of and to focus on it and to say that this is a good thing, it's not a good thing. It's a bad thing. It is Sheker. It's Avodah Zarah. It, 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 it completely, completely contradicts everything that we stand for. As Jews, that's really the point here, and I say it in, in a respectful way, and hopefully in a way that is purely letayelis. Moving on, Rav Moshe Sternbach Shlita, head of the Edacharedes, he gave a Musar Shmuz, and Rav Sternbach said there are yeshiva bacharim who dress on Purim, and he was obviously he was talking to his yeshiva. Okay, he was talking to his own bacharim, so we got to be very clear here. They dress like secularists in the street. They look repulsive. And again, this is the translation from, I assume he spoke in Yiddish. Quote, I can't even look at them dressed like that. They look like Goyim or secular Jews. They don't want to be recognized as Yeshiva Bakr. And one needs to know that clothing has an influence on a person's character. Okay, so Sternberg basically calling out certain Bakrim uh, that he sees in Yerushalayim and in, in, in obviously in his Haredi uh, Shkunas and in obviously in, you know, the, the Haredi neighborhoods that he's referring to. And he says that there are certain yeshiva bakram who dress like Goyim or like secularists. And he says it can hurt, it, it, it can do personal harm to their own character. They can influence and have hashba on them. The, the, the external, the clothing that they're wearing can influence and impact who they are, their own personal character. Okay. That, that was what essentially what he's trying to say. Now, I want to say very simply, uh, Ramesha Sternbach, Number one, does not need my approbation. He does not need my haskama. He does not need me to endorse or support what he's saying in any way. 
and this is a very subjective thing. Um, you know, we don't know exactly what kind of costumes he's referring to, but we can, we can use our imagination. Okay, there are some people who dress in very appropriate costumes and they're still very entertaining or cute or fun. And then there are people who cross the line. I don't know. I don't think he was referring to a Tznias thing as much as he was referring to a certain manner of dress that crosses the line, goes too far, does not remotely look Jewish. Now, my point of this is that this is even if this is something that's very nuanced and something you're not on the level to kind of appreciate or follow or, you know, uh, uh, abide by. It's something we can relate to on some level. Here's how I approach approach this kind of thing is even if it doesn't apply to me, even if it doesn't apply to my children, even if it doesn't apply to people in America in general, because, you know, we have other challenges and we're focusing on other things and we're not quite holding on this nuanced level. But it's very, very important to think to ourselves, wait a second, a gadol made this really interesting observation and gave Musser to his bachrim, to his yeshiva, to his community. Now, how do we adapt that, or at least how do we kind of internalize that and incorporate that to our own lives? So each community has a problem, okay? They have their own struggles, their own challenges. There's no community that's perfect. Ramesh Sternbuck didn't go to the five towns to a bunch of American yeshiva bakarim and say, hey, guys, you know, your your costumes are inappropriate, your costumes are too secular, uh, your costumes are not Jewish, and it's not appropriate, and it's impacting. He was talking to boys who, generally speaking, bakarim who, generally speaking, live a more isolated life, a more insular life, are not exposed as much to devices, are not exposed as much to the non-Jewish world, to the secular world. So let's say I'm not on that level, right? Let's say I'm an American boy or an American family, right? But what Rosh Hashanah is saying is he's saying that certain manners of dress that you wear, which are accepted by the secular world, are inappropriate and can impact you negatively and have an impact on your character, on who you are, on your neshama. So two things can be true simultaneously. It, it could be something you're agreeing with, but it's not relevant right now to me as an American boy that I'm struggling with devices or I'm struggling with whatever, you know, whatever Yitzhahara that I have um, or sports or seeped in non-Jewish culture, you know, and, and, and like we have a lot more basic struggles in certain communities in America. But at the same time, Rav Sternbach is making a point, which is something that even if we can't relate to on a personal level, but it's still something which can be relevant to our lives and certainly is something which we should understand. So the Adam Gadol spoke, okay? He's speaking to his Bakrim. He's pointing out something that he feels is a very big issue in his community. And to us, it's something where it doesn't impact us as much in terms of our community on Purim uh, in our year-to-year daily lives. But, you know, we're worried about technology. We're worried about other things. These Bakrim are secluded from technology for the most part. And they are not living, they are not steeped in non-Jewish culture the way some of us are. But this kind of thing happens all the time where, okay, so what he said maybe doesn't affect me the way it affects his own yeshiva bakarim, but I can use it in my own life in some way. Let me give you an example, like a totally, totally random example. Let's say a fitness expert says, you know what, ideally you should exercise 30 minutes a day, three, four times a week. You should eat uh, very little sugar throughout the day. Don't eat too much carbs. Take vitamin D. You know, get a certain amount of sun. A fitness expert gives you like the ideal lifestyle, how much you should exercise, what supplements you should take, et cetera, what foods to avoid, you know, not too much sugar, not too much soda. And let's say, you know, and and I'm talking, assuming he's going by the data and he's correct. Okay. Now, a 22 year old, young, healthy male or female, 22 year old, young, healthy person, thin, good metabolism. They're like, listen, I I can't really follow that regimen right now. I, I eat too much sugar. I don't exercise enough. You know, I'm not following the regimen. Okay. So you're going to say, well, 
uh, the, the expert is wrong. Like, in other words, look, look at this person. This person's in their 20s. They're thin. They're healthy, but they eat tons of sugar and they don't exercise. They don't take the supplements, but they're perfectly healthy. Well, one second. They don't need right now, maybe in 30 years, maybe in their 40s and 50s, they're going to have to be more careful. But right now, it doesn't apply to them. So you're going to say, well, so the expert is wrong then. What the expert said does not apply to me. No, 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 no. The doctor's irresponsible because he's going to drive people to smoking and obesity and he's putting pressure on people because he's telling them, listen, exercise four times a day, do a lot of carb- cardio, vascular stuff, and uh, you got to eat right and avoid sugar and avoid carbs. Uh, I want to live. I want to I want to drink soda. I want to have my fun. I'm young and I'm healthy right now and I'm thin. Okay, so and I'm in good shape and, you know, the, the, my cholesterol is fine. My blood pressure is fine. So the, that's the point. The point is that, well, so then is the expert wrong? The expert is saying, listen, you got to be careful. Here's the ideal. There's the ideal. And, you know, the ideal is still accurate. But one second. But I don't need the ideal right now because I'm okay or I have other things that I'm focused on that are much more crucial to my life right now. Well, okay. So both things are true at the same time. The expert is correct. It's very important to listen to the expert, to know what the ideal lifestyle is. And then it's like, well, but in my own life right now, I'm not holding there. Okay, that's perfectly fine. Put it aside, put it on a shelf somewhere, and then come back to it later. Or, you know, maybe don't come back to it later. But you can recognize that the truth that is being said is very important to understand the ideal lifestyle, even if you're not holding by it. All right, Libs of TikTok, Chaya Rechik, and I'm so tired of seeing Orthodox Jews claim that Chaya Rechik is somehow inciting violence, doing something wrong, that somehow she's a bigot. She's intolerant. She's an extremist. I mean, it, it is so, so, so upsetting that there are Orthodox Jews, hopefully not many. Hopefully it's a tiny minority, a sliver of very vocal people. But anybody who could have anything other than praise and gratitude for Chaya Rechik, there's something very wrong. Number one, she stands for Yiddish values. Number two, she is protecting children from dangerous predators, okay? And she's fighting very bad people, immoral people, indoctrinating children with immorality. It's really shocking how some people, they just cannot tell good from evil. So Chaya Rechik, she finds teachers and other adults who uh, are, have access to ch- children, and she exposes dangerous predators. These people are mostly posting videos online, and Chaya Rechik, for the most part, on her Libs of TikTok account, is mainly posting videos that these people themselves have posted. Okay, she's re publishing what they've already put online to try to expose the fact that children, again, mostly in public schools or non-Jewish schools, but still children are being exposed to very, very dangerous predator teachers. And now she put out a book, a children's book, which kind of makes that point. It's talking about a lamb and a wolf and whatever, but it kind of makes the same point, which is that there's dangerous people out there who have access to children and you got to be really careful. Chai Rechik is a hero, okay? Some people think she's a villain, and there are two levels to this. One level is that uh, even if somebody is privately immoral, that's different than trying to teach their lifestyle to little children. Okay, so number one, there's a difference between somebody who in their personal life does things privately and somebody who decides to bring it into the classroom. So I don't care if you're a Jew or a non-Jew, but what's what's happening right now in a lot of classrooms, what children are exposed to, it's child abuse. It is literally child abuse. Okay, that is number one, what Chayarechik is Exposing Number two, putting that aside, let's even say things are happening privately that are against the Torah, right? The Torah views a relationship between two men as an abomination, okay, as a Toyeva. It is evil, okay? That can't be whitewashed. You can't whitewash that. So this notion that Lachaya Rechik is doing something wrong because she is opposed to people who are doing something that's an abomination, that's ludicrous. Chaya Rechik, libs of TikTok, espouses 
Tyra values. Lips of TikTok espouses Tyra values. She is literally fighting to defend and protect Tyra values. In addition to that, 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 that's number one. So the notion she's a bigot or intolerant, yeah, we're intolerant. As from Jews, now maybe you say, well, we shouldn't put it in the secular media. You know, we shouldn't be, be so vocal about it. We should be more quiet about it because we can antagonize. I don't know. You know, that's a very nuanced issue. That's a, that, that's a more like, you know, we can get into the weeds and say, well, should she be on social media calling out people, even if they don't have a terror lifestyle, but that's not really our business. Yeah, we can debate that. But just we have to recognize one second. She is literally protecting Tyra values. In addition to that, for the most part, my understanding is she's not even exposing people who are doing things privately. These people are indoctrinating little children. They're doing it in the classroom, and then they're posting video of it online on social media. They're proud of it. And they're, they're literally you know, sharing it with the world and sharing it with kids. It's child abuse. The ADL blasted Chaya Rechik. Uh An article... Uh, the, the ADL put out an article, a story about CPAC, and unbelievable what they – the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, right? And they're, they're a very leftist, woke group, and uh, you know how dare they be- – they claim that they're here to protect Jews from defamation, and they literally defamed one of the good guys and a Jew, okay? So you cannot get more hypocritical than that. The, the, the article was called, quote, at CPAC 2023, Anti-Transgender Hate Took Center Stage. And the featured headline image, okay? Chaya Rechik was the headlined image of anti-transgender hate. And here's a quote from the article, quote, Republican politicians were joined by conspiracy theorists like Jack Prosobiec, purveyors of COVID disinformation like Dr. Robert Malone, and anti-LGBTQ extremists like Chaya Rechik, end quote. So they're calling her an anti-LGBTQ extremist, which is, by the way, it's not true. But even if it is true, the ADL should not be calling her out on it. Uh, Chaya Rechik tweeted in response, quote, the ADL, whose stated goal is to stop the defamation of the Jewish people, used a photo of me, a Jew, to bully anyone they disagree with. They also defamed me, a Jew, by calling me an anti-LGBTQ extremist. The ADL is a complete joke. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.